Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> It is that time of the week, and thank you for joining us here on Table Talk at the Philadelphia Sports Table Podcast Show, the longest-running weekly Philly sports podcast show in the world. Glad you can join us this week. It's an exciting time, of course, for us Philly sports fans, and particularly us Eagles fans. We've got Super Bowl 52 that is coming up this weekend, this Sunday, of course, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ah, Eagles against the Patriots. What is going to happen with this game? And this show right here, this podcast show, i got a great guest coming up, and we are going to get into some of the weeds of what we may be seeing with this Eagles and Patriots matchup. But before we get to that interview, just wanted to really quick say that uh, we hope you head on over to our Public store. Yes, tpublic.com. Search Philadelphia Sports Table, and you can check out our designs there. Get yourself a t-shirt, a hoodie. Get yourself a coffee mug. It's great to represent the Philadelphia Sports Table when you are out and about in public. So again, tpublic.com. Search Philadelphia Sports Table, and you can check out all of our designs there. Now we got to get to the interview this week on this Table Talk show. Can't wait for it. And it's such a pleasure for me to have on the line with us. He is from InsideThePylon.com and the Locked On Patriots podcast. Love having him come on this show on occasion. Mark Schofield. Marks, thanks so much for joining me this week, man. Jeff, my friend, pleasure to talk to you for what should be a very fun week and a very fun Super oh, Bowl 52. I can't take it. I don't. I can't take it, Mark. My heart is just, I don't think I'm going to be able to survive Jeff, until Jeff, Sunday. Super Bowl week, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. you got a long way to go. you got to pace yourself, okay? <laughs> well, you're used to this. See, you're used to this. I'm going to get into that in a second, but you are used to this type of, you know, the, the, the trepidation. You are used to having your team there. Uh, on a, a countless times and for me it's been since 2004 so I, I just I gotta say you have had a bit of a distraction to an extent I would say you were down at the senior bowl correct I was down at the senior bowl uh, always good to get down there my third time down there I love being down there for that event it's a great event so savage over at the senior bowl does a, a fantastic job and you know, opening the doors to smaller outlets like Inside the Pylon, for example, to come down. We had 
a huge group of guys down there to cover it. Had a great time. And you're right, it was a little bit of a distraction. I'm sure if I were home, you know, sitting in front of the laptop all day, I would have probably been getting <laughs> You know, getting the nerves worked up myself, right. but now we're back and we're to it. All right. Well, here's the one thing I wanted to get into and ask you before we get into any of this Eagles-Patriots matchup talk, Mark, is that I kind of wanted to get into what it's like as a Patriots fan heading back to the Super Bowl. And, and I don't mean to sound so simplistic about it. What I mean is there's such a culture of winning within the organization. Patriots, as we know. Five Super Bowls under their belts. Over the past 21 years, they've won the division title 17 times, nine times in the past 10 years. Winning never gets old. We know that. Winning will never get old. But there but um, there has to be a certain expectation level, I would think, as a Patriots fan and, and a, being a, a fan of the team, you know, of Tom Brady and of Bill Belichick. I mean, is there a mindset of, yes, we should absolutely uh, be winning and this absolutely should be happening that we go back to the Super Bowl because of you know who they are and who they've been I think to an extent Jeff there there is a bit of that mindset anytime you have the greatest quarterback of all time or arguably the greatest quarterback of all time anytime you have the greatest head coach or arguably the greatest head coach of all time you expect the team to be able to come in, to be able to win week in, week in and week out, and to at least advance deep into the playoffs. I mean, it's now, what, seven straight AFC championship games that the Patriots have been to. Yeah. So there is an expectation that the team should have some level of success. But with every season, there are different sort of hurdles, different bumps in the road. You know, last year they lose Gronkowski down the stretch. He doesn't play in the Super Bowl. This year they lose Julian Edelman early. Brady had that rough stretch sort of, you know, down the stretch of this season where he throws an interception of five straight games, you wonder if maybe the fact that he's 40 is catching up with him. And there is that too, Jeff, and the fact that Tom Brady is 40. And we've seen other quarterbacks sort of hit that cliff, hit that wall, and sort of have sort of that regression. We haven't seen it with Brady yet, but we always know in the back of our mind that's coming. But I think, as you said sort of at the outset, you know, winning in, in the NFL is not easy. It's hard. And you look at the way this league is designed, the way they set it up to have parity, there's expectations that any team can, com- can basically contend year in and year out. And so for the Patriots to have this level of success, you know, you try to enjoy it because we all know as Patriots fans, look, at some point Brady hands them up. At some point Belichick walks away. And I anticipate as a Patriots fan wandering the deserts of fandom for a decade <laughs> or longer when these guys go. And so until that happens, a day that we'll probably deserve as Patriots fans for the success that we've had, you have to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I And when that time comes, Mark, you can certainly come on over here to uh, Eagles Nation with us. But hopefully that's not going to happen with this Eagles team, specifically because of Carson Wentz and what the, the future holds for this team because the future does look bright. But then again, we are Eagles fans downtrodden at times over the over the past decade or so that's right so um we'll definitely welcome you in if you uh if you need it so <laughs> but of course i want to kind of get into tom brady in a way here um and a long question here so kind of stay with me you know our our twitter friend patrick causey uh, he wrote an mm-hmm. interesting piece on bleedinggreennation.com this past week about how pressuring tom brady is really going to be the key for the eagles to win this week and win this super bowl so but when you take a look at last year's super bowl Against the Atlanta Falcons, Falcons pressured Brady on 44.7% of his dropbacks through the first three quarters. And it was one of the reasons they were leading 28-3 to after three quarters. Fourth quarter, 
pressure dropped to 20.7%. And we obviously know what happened after that. Patriots come back and win an amazing Super Bowl. And what's interesting is when you look at the two New York Giants Super Bowl wins over the Patriots, Brady was under pressure 46.5% of the time in the 2007 Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 43.4% of the time in the 2011 Super Bowl. So I'm wondering, and I'm not sure if you read Patrick's piece at all, but do you think Patrick may be correct in his assessment here? Is the key to beating Brady, is the key to beating the Patriots really keeping up that pressure, even though Tom Brady has a 111.3 quarterback rating under pressure, which is top in the NFL. So wanted to get your thoughts here, Mark, on Tom Brady, the whole pressure narrative, and how that may look this coming Sunday. Yeah, first of all, it's a great question, Jeff, and it was a great piece by our friend Patrick when he put it together. You know, one of the great things about coming on the show with you, Jeff, is, you know, you send me the questions ahead of time, so I got a chance to sort of collect my thoughts, so I did get a chance to read that piece because I hadn't seen it, but Patrick did a great job with it. And sort of the, you know, the conventional wisdom about playing against Tom Brady and attacking Tom Brady is you got to get pressure on him. you got to get pressure with four so you can drop seven, take some of those quick throwing lanes away from him. That's how the Giants did it. That's how the Atlanta Falcons did it early in that game. But as you pointed out, incredible passer rating against pressure this year. And I looked at some of the PFS stats, Sam Monson, at PFF underscore Sam on Twitter. Average NFL passer rating this year is 87.0. Tom Brady's passer rating under pressure this year is 96.6. So Brady's passer rating under pressure is 10 points higher than the average QB is on any given situation. Oh, my god! So good luck with that. <laughs> if you want to pressure him, yeah. if you want to pressure him, fine. And that's why I think two sort of developments are critical to this game itself. The first is the health of Rob Gronkowski. I know we're going to talk about him in a bit, but Gronk gives Brady sort of that guy he can look to in a pressure situation. I know I can trust that guy to win in a contested catch situation. But the other guy is Danny Amendola. And the Patriots did a tremendous job this year, sort of slow-walking Amendola, really sort of keeping him kind of under wraps until the playoffs, had a great game against the Titans, a monster game in the AFC Championship game. And he sort of serves that role as the quick outlet, those pivot routes, those quick option routes that the Patriots love to throw, particularly when they face pressure. And that helps Brady and it'll help him in those situations. So go ahead. You can blitz this guy. Schwartz doesn't blitz a ton, but he tries to get pressure with four. But when you do get pressure, Brady's going to still have chances to make plays, and the numbers bear that out. Okay, and listen, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. That's what we're basically saying here. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and there's one of the reasons, arguably, he's the best quarterback to have ever played the game. And I have a feeling we're just going to see a ton of passing from him in this Super Bowl. Uh, he he had 53 attempts against the Titans just a few weeks ago, and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw potentially 40 to 50 attempts from him this week. Wouldn't be surprising at all, Mark. I mean, the Eagles, though, you know, as we read countless times of the fewest rushing yards per game, which is 79.2, they topped the NFL um, in terms of their rush defense. But because of that, I mean, are we going to see Brady slinging it more? And do the Patriots kind of maybe get away from rushing the ball due to the Eagles' dominance up front? 
You know, Jeff, I, it's a great question. I think for two reasons, the Patriots probably come in with a pass-heavy game plan. And first, you know, like you said, the numbers bear it out. This is a great stout defense that Jim Schwartz has put together against the run. But part of it is that wide nine alignment, which I know you know a ton about. Yeah. That takes away a lot of what teams like to do running the football because you try to get to the edge with a Deion Lewis, with a James White, even with a Rex Burkett. It's tough to do because the alignment of those edge defenders allows you to set the edge against the run and bounce things back to the inside where you have athletic linebackers like Kendricks, like Bradham, who can flow to the ball. Sometimes they'll bring Jenkins down in a linebacker spot in sort of sub-package situations as well. So whatever you try to do run game, you try to get to the edge, you can't. You try to bounce it inside. Those guys flow, scrape, and fit so well. So I think between that, the numbers, and the alignment of this defense, it's hard to run on them. So the Patriots will do what the Patriots do. Okay, that's what you want to do? Fine. We'll find the matchups you want to in the passing game. You're going to see a lot of motion, a lot of shifting, try to get the matchups that they want, maybe to try to get guys isolated in good matchup situations for New England, and Brady might come out and slant it 50, 55, 60 times if that's what they think will give them the best path to victory. Yeah, and I think that we are, just like you said, I think we're likely going to be seeing that type of football being played on the offensive side of the ball because over the, this past week, Mark, I've been thinking to myself, okay, what is Deion Lewis? What is he going to be doing in terms of this game? What is James White going to be doing? And honestly, I'm not sure if they're going to have 15 carries uh, you know, amongst themselves together. I mean, of course, running backs as the Patriots use them all the time in the flats, you know, getting the ball out quick. I mean, Tom Brady would, I mean, I'm not sure if he, his completion or average yards per completion, you know, it could be uh, maybe like four, five yards, something like that. Or maybe I'm saying it wrong. And I, and I apologize if I am, but it's getting the ball to those running backs in the flats, which is extremely dangerous for this Patriots team. And I'm wondering if we're going to see a lot of that coming up this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And what's been interesting in, watching this sort of playoff run just this year unfold for New England is that there's a lot of sort of schematic game plan type stuff that they can carry over from week to week. And you look, you know, over at Football Outsiders and their DVOA statistics, you look at Jacksonville, what they do against the other team's number one receiver, best in the league at it, at cover number one receivers. Philadelphia, they're seventh best. Now, when yeah. you look at number two receivers, Jacksonville, they're eighth. Philadelphia is one. So you're talking about going up against two defenses that have great cornerback play. But then when you look at wide receivers three, the tight end, the running backs, that's where both Jacksonville and the Eagles have a little bit of a struggle when it comes to covering those guys in the pass game. Yeah. Look at running back EVOA. With Jacksonville, it was 15. With Philadelphia, it's 10. So there are advantages for New England if they try to use those guys as receivers. So I think you're right. Their quote-unquote run game this week for Super Bowl 52, swing routes and throws to the flat to Deion Lewis and James White. Yep, yep. Now, the the Patriots really haven't been I, – I say this with a little bit of hesitation. I mean, Patriots really haven't been extremely tremendous on third down this year, as we have seen in previous years. Last year, I think they were number two in the NFL on third down conversions. This year, they're still top ten. They come in at number nine from, from uh, stats that I saw, but it's still a bit of a drop-off, Mark. Uh, and I'm wondering if maybe you are concerned about how the Eagles – have been playing their opponents this season on third down, especially here in the playoffs where they have been extremely dominant and how that's going to translate into this week's game. You know, Jeff, generally speaking about third down in this game, I'd be a lot more terrified if number 11 was going to be wearing green this week 
because Carson Wentz and his wizardry <laughs> on third downs was just masterful. Right. <laughs> but that's more of a general point. Now, to, to, you know, talking about this Patriots offense against this Eagles defense, and, you know, something that concerns me about this game is if New England gets in those third and long situations, because then that allows Schwartz to sort of bring in that sub that more speed rush package where you bring on Chris Lawn, you can kick a Brandon Graham down inside. You know, that potential matchup of a Brandon Graham against a Joe Thune, the left guard for the Patriots, on a third and eight situation with the Super Bowl on the line. That's something that's, you know, keeping me a little bit awake at night. So it's definitely a concern. That's why I think in this game, against this Eagles defense, against that sort of sub package, New England's success on first and second down to stay out of third and one. If they can stay in those third and three, third and four type situations, keep more of the you know, their standard base type defense on the field, they'll have better success on third and you know third down situations. Obviously, third and one tough to convert for any team against any defense. Yeah, but against yeah. that sub package that Schwartz likes, it's even tougher. So that's sort of where I think third down plays out when it's that Patriots offense against the you know the Eagles defense. Okay, and I want to get into next, Mark, with you, um, Rob Gronkowski. want to talk about him, but first and foremost, I mean, you're thinking that Rob Gronkowski and Danny Amendola are going to be set to go for the Super Bowl game, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the Patriots had to release an injury report on last Thursday based upon if there were a game that week. Right. And they said that Gronkowski wouldn't go, but he has the extra week. You know, there's it sounds like he's not going to be made available for media day because he's still technically in concussion protocol, but he was cleared to practice at, even though he's in concussion protocol. So he practiced on Saturday, obviously he's traveling with a team. Now he's not going to be a late arrival. Yeah. So I think the expectations are that he's going to go. Okay. And if, if he is healthy and I think he absolutely is, I mean, I am so concerned um, ab- about the fact that I know he's going to be getting a ton of looks out there on the field because I, I honestly don't know what Eagles defensive player is really going to be able to cover him effectively? And that is, and that's the key word, effectively. You know, he's probably the second best player on the Patriots team. So how do you think the Eagles may try to lock him up if it's even possible? I mean, I think if you're an Eagles fan, the game that you want to watch, and granted it's week 17 and there's not, you know, a ton to glean from that tape. But the Jets held Rob Gronkowski, and the Patriots still had to go out and win that game to lock up the first overall seed, if my memory serves me correctly. They held him without a catch. They held him, I think, without a target. And the way they did that was bracket coverage with a linebacker and a safety. And I think if you look at this Eagles defense, while it's an extremely talented group and Schwartz has them playing at a high level, there's not a player I could point to and say, that's the guy. You could put him one-on-one against Gronkowski and he'll contain him. So I think you're looking at a situation where it's a linebacker, maybe it's Bradham with some safety help, maybe it's Jenkins over the top, to try to give him that bracket situation because then you can trust the rest of your guys can win those one-on-one matchups like right. we talked about with guys on the outside, Mills and Darby, up against Hogan and Brandon Cook. So I think that's your best shot. You're going to have to bracket Gronkowski and trust that your other guys can lock those receivers down in one-on-one situations. If you can do that, you make life tough for the Patriots. But that's where you know maybe the Danny Amendola issue comes into play. When you're getting Amendola on maybe a Patrick Robinson you know, Amendola could have some success in that situation. All right. Again, talking to Mark Schofield from InsideThePylon.com and the Locked On Patriots podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark Schofield. And Mark, I've had you on the show many times. You're a quarterback analyst. It's one of the reasons why I love having you on here. So 
I got to get your take on Nick Foles here. Uh, we saw that he was a machine last week against the Minnesota Vikings, but you know that, that that doesn't mean that I haven't forgotten the Nick Foles of Week 16 and Week 17 where he looked putrid and horrible. So at this point, Mark, what are you thinking about when you look at Nick Foles as a quarterback analyst? You know, you've played the game as a quarterback. You know, what do you think about Nick Foles and even how the Eagles' offensive line plays a role into his protection and what he's going to be doing on the field and basically how the Patriots' defense is going to be coming at Foles? What are your thoughts here on him? There's nothing more dangerous as a defense, as a defensive coordinator, as a defensive-minded head coach than a quarterback playing with confidence. And that's what the Patriots are going to see on, during Super Bowl 52 in Nick Foles. We all heard the questions, the rumors, the mumblings coming into this postseason. Eagles were home dogs in the divisional yeah. round. They obviously <laughs> know how that panned out. And the reason was there was no sort of level in confidence in Nick Foles after those, you know, those last two games of the season. But what we saw from Doug Peterson doing some scheme stuff to give him some, you know, easy reads and throws, some RPO stuff that has given him sort of, you know, some easier defined reads to make in the pre-snap phase. It's allowed Foles to play with confidence. And I'll, I'll talk about something here, Jeff, that I don't think is getting talked about a lot, but oh, it should good. be talked about more. Good. Nick Foles in those sort of scramble drill situations. Obviously, the big touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey. You go back and you watch that play. It looks like the Vikings are going to get him to the ground. The cornerbacks, the defenders in the secondary, they ease up for a second. Foles fights in the pocket, stays upright. Jeffrey breaks deep, and it's an easy throw and catch. If the Patriots get shots at Nick Foles, they've got to get him to the ground because if they don't, Foles is big, athletic, and strong enough in the pocket where he can turn those sort of near sacks into big plays in the passing game. And it just takes one play like that, maybe early in a Super Bowl, that swings momentum to your side. So if that happens early and you're a Patriots fan, watch out. Pat's defense, they got to get Foles to the ground in this game. He's playing with confidence. Peterson's doing some great stuff schematically. And just one play like that could really sort of swing the momentum early. Yeah, and it, that was actually my favorite play of last week's yep. game, Mark. It was my favorite play. We talked about it. A lot of people talked about the uh, flea flicker play where Torrey Smith caught the touchdown. That actually wasn't my favorite play. And one, of, one of the reasons why that first touchdown pass from Foles to Alshon Jeffrey was my favorite play was because of the grit that he showed in the pocket. And he showed that he was not going to give up and that he was going to find a receiver. And that's yep. one of the reasons why that particular play, I love that you just mentioned it right now. That's why it was my favorite play of the game because I think that showed what Nick Foles really is all about. Like you said initially, when he is playing confidently, when he has that confidence, he's able to play at a higher level regardless of the past. You know, the, uh, the you know what, what Foles are you going to see on a weekly basis that it's a 50 50 coin flip basically but if he's able to show that grit i think he's going to be able to show the patriots defense a little something oh definitely definitely and you know i i think if you're you know coming into this game and you're sort of expecting nick Foles to sort of turtle or lay down against a bill belichick defense you're in for a little bit of a surprise yeah <laughs> all right well final question for you mark just want to get what your scoring prediction is going to be for this game. Um, I'm assuming, having not talked to you about this, I'm assuming you think the Patriots are going to win. I mean, everybody's favoring the Patriots. And as Eagles fans, we love it because we love the whole underdog thing and that theme that's taken place with the Vikings, with Atlanta. Uh, but as Eagles fans, we absolutely love that. But what, do you, what are you thinking in terms of your scoring predictions for this game? 
Well, I think I, I know, Jeff, you probably get a lot of Eagles fans listening. And if you're an Eagles fan, you've got to be confident about a couple of things. One, you know it's going to be a close game, right? Because New England, their biggest margin of victory in the Super Bowl was last year, a game they won in overtime by six points. They play close Super Bowls. The other thing you want to see is this. If this game stays in the teens, Philadelphia's going to win this game. You look at the two losses against the Giants. One was 21-17, the other 17-14. I mean, if you can hold New England under 20 points, you're going to win this football game if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Where I sit down on this, I think Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick having two weeks to get ready, getting Rob Gronkowski back. I do think that New England wins this game. I think it's a close game, again, with history number one, with how good this team is defensively. I'm somewhere in that 28-24, 24-20 type range. I think this game does get into the 20s. I think the Patriots have some stuff ready for Jim Schwartz and that defense and what they like to do on that side of the football. I think the New England Patriots pull it out. But, again, I think it's going to be close. If I were laying money on this game, I would take the points. That's how close I think it's going to be. Okay. All right. Again, Mark Schofield from InsideThePylon.com and the Locked on Patriots podcast. Love having you on, Mark. And I am looking forward to talking to you up in, uh, at some point before the NFL draft. we got to get into some player valuations and analyze what these guys are going to be doing once they get from college to the NFL ranks. So I'm looking forward to having you on down the road, my friend. Jeff, always just an absolute joy to come on with you. I, I just love <laughs> chatting with you. Seriously, you're one of the, one of the best guys out there. I love, you know, every time we talk, it's great. We've talked about Big Ten football. We've talked about the Eagles, everything. So it's a blast coming on. Thank you so much for having me again. Can't wait to talk to you again. As always, Mark is great. Love having him on the show. And we are unfortunately going to have to end this table talk show. Follow us on Twitter at Philadelphia PST. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey underscore Warren. And you can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just put a video up this past week on the experience at uh, the Wells Fargo Center when Eric Lindros's jersey was being retired. So check out that video on our YouTube channel. And it's going to be it. We've got our Eagles preview, Eagles Patriots, I should say, Super Bowl preview that we're going to be doing on our show this week. We're going to be uploading it Thursday night. Stay tuned for that. Oh, my gosh. The heart's beating. The heart is beating as we're heading to Super Bowl 52 here. So take care, everybody. Now I'll catch you next time. Next time.